believe it or not, tomorrow, February 25th, the Milwaukee Brewers will take on the one and only L.A. Dodgers. Yes. Cactus League action, and we'll see what happens. Pitchers going one inning. Batters <laughs> taking two ABs. Pitchers going it's one great. inning. This is Craig Council's wet dream and Ben Kenny and Grant Bills' wet dream. Pitchers going one inning and being put back on the shelf. So, yes. Actually, I've seen it before where a guy started an inning and gotten like one out, but he's already faced like six batters. So they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> you can also potentially see a two-inning outing. What? But, no way. You get out of here. Yeah, not much past two innings. Yeah. Okay. So Brewers getting at it. Well, there's something that we have to uh, address today. So I was watching. The Brewers always do a lot of, and I'm sure every Major League Baseball team does. They're doing like a little live in, like they mic up certain players on certain days. And yesterday I was watching a Willie Adamas video. Willie Adamas was mic'd up. He is hilarious. Like he is, he's like Mr. Go, happy go lucky. He's, you know, the spark plug, the battery of the, the Milwaukee Brewers. He's, he's hilarious. He's like, oh, hey. Remember, I'm mic'd up. Be careful. No swearing. And then he goes on like... Uh, the first thing somebody does is swears. Yeah. Like one of the videos I had a couple of days ago, right when it cuts in, you hear Christian Yellers talking to Rowdy Telez, like dropping F-bombs about something. And they're like, oh, hey, we're mic'd up, by the way. He's like, oh, 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 oh. And then they <laughs> oh, go with their bad. best behavior. But Willie Adamus was mic'd up yesterday. Uh, but this is a video from, was it Adam McKelvey, Rowdy? Um, the tweet you sent me? Yes. And before we're going to play it coming up here, but explain to the people what the video kind of is about. And it has to do with something that the Brewers have a track record of that's reared its ugly head already this year. <laughs> yeah. So obviously when you're talking about the Milwaukee Brewers and the spotlight on the team right now, it's all about contracts and the star players on the team, right? Because all of the, all of the really good players on this team, their contracts all run out after the 2024 season. It's basically a video talking to Willie Adamas about a potential contract extension and where that's at and how he's feeling about it. Got to imagine it's not good. <laughs> no, it's just, not. just from the track record. I've, so I've far. heard, but I've heard the clip. It's not, it's not <laughs> Corbin Burns bad, but it's not really good. <laughs> Classic. Hey, but at least we can enjoy him for maybe this year. Maybe, maybe, but my God, he was having some fun yesterday. They were taking pictures uh, Willie Adamas embracing the Wisconsin culture, even in Arizona, as he brought a cheese head, the Packer cheese head with him. He's making players wear it as they were taking their team photos, you know, they're swinging the bat or just, you know, the green screen. Willie Adamas, they had a little uh, a session where they're like, all right, got to name as many countries as you can because we're going to do it for uh, Brewers trivia during the season where you have to battle the fans. Willie Adamas got to like four, and then he kind of struggled a little bit. Everyone's <laughs> like, huh? I'll play, the, I'll, I'll play it for you coming up. Willie Dom was like, uh, China, uh, <laughs> Germany. Uh, and then he just kind of goes blank. Dude. <laughs> I like how he didn't even name like the no, country he's in. He named like five, six of okay. them. Then it, or his home country. Rowdy, you had uh, sent me a video about Willie Adamas. But first, uh, we'll do something a little lighthearted. Willie Adamas. Uh, was mic'd up for the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday. There's a video, uh, or maybe it was two days ago, excuse me. There's a video of Willie Adamas for photo day. And he was taking all his photos. He brought, he's embracing Wisconsin culture. He brought a cheese head with him. But he calls it a cheese hat. And he tries to make a lot of people wear it. He's the only one that really wears it, especially in some pictures. And then Willie Adamas, the Brewers did a little uh, peek in into a, a trivia thing they're going to do uh, at American Family Field. So if you want to bone up on your geography, I would suggest doing so because you could easily beat Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas, <laughs> take a listen here. It's, it's, it's pretty funny, actually. What I have to do. 
You just have to list the category for 30 seconds. You're going to go head-to-head with fan on the video board. So you just have to pick one of these and say as many as he you can. This. Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Jamaica, USA, Canada, Japan, China. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Time, 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 time. Time out. That was okay. Sorry, guys. I'm terrible. <laughs> so if you know your geography, you could beat Willie Adamas when they do that question on the video board. I bet after that they let him pick a different category. <laughs> My question here, Willie Adamas, he is from the Dominican Republic. How did he not get the country that shares the same island? How did he not get Haiti? Uh, that's like living in Wisconsin and not getting... Maybe he doesn't recognize Haiti. That's, that's like living in Wisconsin and not getting Illinois. <laughs> or Michigan, because yeah, it's attached like, up there. Whatever. Uh, so there you go. I mean, Rowdy, we figured out the night that the Brewers are going to do that trivia question. We get ourselves positioned in there. We just get ready to rattle it off. Rowdy's really good at geography. Rowdy could draw you maps from memory. You probably still could do that, couldn't you? Well, we had to do one do type of class. We had to do one type of class in high school like that, and then I had another like social studies, geography, cultural type class where you had to know everything about every country in the world. It was like and then you had to what draw type, yeah, like what type of people live there, uh, different types of stuff that had to do with the culture as well. Could you draw a map right now of it? Like um, uh, we got graded like on a curve, so if there God was the x, well, if there was x amount of countries, you had to get certain amounts to qualify for a C B. You know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I ended up getting that. I think I missed like fifteen countries. Damn. But there's a lot more than you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you had to you had to get Imagine if Willie Adamas had to do that. You class. had to get the country, its capital, and then you had to write something about the culture of the people in each country. Damn. I don't even know some of the capitals of the states here, so I was like, that's not Pillier. What's <laughs> uh Vermont. Like you learn a bunch of we like random, like weird things. Like Arjun and I, for example, Arjun and I were talking about this off air. When you think of Scandinavia, what do you think of? Norway, Norway Sweden, Sweden, Finland, yeah, Denmark, like those yeah. countries, except for like in this class, you learn that the Finnish people actually don't share much cultural um, with like the other Scandinavian with countries? the other Scandinavian countries. They actually share a lot more with Slavic countries like okay. Russia. Yeah. Interesting. See, I mean, hey, if you want to get down with geography, you ask Rowdy <laughs> or and baseball, baseball, yeah. geography, Rowdy's got you. Sports betting? Rowdy's got you. What about when it comes to contracts with the Milwaukee Brewers? Willie Adamas, he's got he's a little more uh, vocal and a little more in-depth than he is with the countries that he was trying to list there before. Willie Adamas reiterated, this is a, a Todd Rosiak tweet, Willie Adamas reiterated that he would like to remain with the Brewers long-term. But he also saw the insane contracts being doled out to free agent shortstops in the offseason. Take a listen to Willie Adamas as he's not naming countries. He's talking about his future. Yeah, I mean, always when you see the guys, you know, getting paid. I mean, the, the group of guys that signed this offseason, they were elite guys, and they set the bar for us, you know, the guys that are coming coming up. So I think that was really good for us as a shortstop. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, they get him what they deserve. Yeah. You know, so, you know, after that, you just focus on the thing that you have to do and let, you know, your agency handle all the business. 
But for me, you know, I'm just focused on trying to be better this year, put numbers and, you know, see what happens. But they really set the bar for for the guys that are coming up. For sure. And, and nothing has changed as far as the way you feel about this organization, right? I mean, Never. you want to be back and you want to stay. And, yeah. I mean, I, I said it a couple times already, yeah. you know, I, I wish I could stay here. You know, I really like this organization. I like the guys. I love the, the city. I love the fans. And, you know, I wish I could stay here. So, you know, I'm... <laughs> uh, we're gonna continue to work and be better and see what happens at the end. He gone. He, he enjoy him while you can. Doesn't Brewers that fans. just sound enjoy him while you can? So much different than what he sounded like at that fan. What was it? The Brewer Fan Fest or whatever, where they're all at that oh, little that one bar. tiny bar and they were in the two seat bar. Yeah. So three hundred people. There's like a line to six hundred again. When Adam McCalvey was line. in that bar with Willie Adamas. He was talking about how he was interested in signing a contract long-term with the Brewers. He wanted to be be a Brewer. He liked the organization. He liked the people here, you know, right on down the line. Now, fast forward, what, a couple months? And now now he's... I think it was like maybe a month. Yeah, now he's like, well, you know, I'd like to be here. Um, I like it here, but I don't really know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, what's your gut tell you? It's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> Look good. what they just did to Corbin Birds, who won the Cy Young. They're going to roll out the red carpet. They shortchanged, they shortchanged Corbin Burns. Well, Willie Adamas is one of the players that falls on the same contract situation as, as Corbin Burns. He has arbitration this year, like Burns, and then both of them are in their last year of arbitration for 2024. Both are unrestricted free agents in 2025. And when you look at the players that are eligible for or that in front office's mind should be eligible for long-term extensions, we've went over this. It's Corbin Burns. It was Josh Hader. It was, uh, it's Brandon Woodruff. It's Willie Adamas. Willie. If I had to put like a list together of guys that are currently on your roster to extend them long-term, there's only three guys. And the order is one Burns two Adamas and three Brandon Woodruff. Like Willie Adamas is 27 years old. You can in theory sign him to a five, six, seven year extension long-term because Willie Adamas has been really good since coming to the Brewers. He's been a top 10 shortstop. He's arguably been closer to top five now. Okay. Oh, sorry. Like he's 27 years old, but he's a young 27 right now. He like, this is a guy that he's not going to turn 28 until like next off season. Yeah. It's a guy that you could sign long-term for the next five, six, seven years. And by the time it's the end of that contract, he's still not even 35 yet. It's, it would be worth the sign. Like Burns is 28 Yep. Burns after five, six, seven years. He'd probably be about where you probably wouldn't want to be tied to him for big money. But look at Woodruff. Woodruff is going to be 30 years old. So what do the brewers term long-term? Four years, five years. Okay, let do me you really you. want to be t- like? Let me I think this. he's borderline. No one else is worth signing outside of those three. Uh, I see the phone lines blowing up. One second. Let me ask you this: If the Brewers um, don't sign at least one of them, Willie Corbin or Woody, to a long-term deal, uh, fans are going to be pretty pissed off. But which one would you like to see of the three? Willie Corbin or Woody? Corbin Burns. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's what we just saw them do to him. It's not going to. It's happen. not happening. Like Corbin. Corbin Burns, so Woody or Willie, pound for pound at his position is the best of the three guys that are probably the three you're looking to extend. 
Willie Adamas is probably next best, but he's also the youngest. Yeah, he's the youngest. Like he's, he's the youngest of those three. Now, it's not like either of them are old or any of them are old, but they'll be old at the end of this long-term contract. Yeah. And when you already know that the, the Brewers owners cry and complain about shelling out money long-term for big-time players, and then they have the Christian Yelich example and then the Ryan Braun example before that, but you listen to these so, guys. You pissed. You traded Hater. That was one of your four. Yep, he's gone. You pissed off Burns. He's he's not happy. You had a happy go lucky. I think this could happen. Willie Adams turned into a, yeah. I don't think this can happen anymore. And then Woody is just a guy that you hardly ever hear from. Yeah, Woody's the guy that was like the last thing we heard from him was like he was shocked that Hater got traded because he was out golfing. He's like. Man, I can't believe that I, happened, bro. I would say all, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that right? all of the four guys that you had the last year that could have been extended, all of them negative experiences. Yeah. The only guy you could maybe argue was neutral is Woodruff because he just doesn't say much and it just kind of just is who he is. I uh, saw this funny, this funny tweet. It's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it goes, uh, the, the person said, Hater last year, Burns, Willie, and Woody this year. We are the Oakland A's. And then it's the Always Sunny in Philadelphia clip, uh, gif, excuse me, with Max saying, that's what's called new poor. We're old poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to line four. Good morning. Who's this? Morning, gentlemen. Oh, Wisco Chad. What's up, dude? Dude, well, I was going to say exactly what Nelson said. The, the Brewers have been burnt by their last two big con- last three, Jeff Supon. Last three contracts, they uh, maybe even Matt Garza. Like that wasn't a super long term deal, but ugh. I don't. So, I no. hate when people ring up Jeff Supon. It just gives me I the almost, heebie-jeebies. Chad, I, I get. I, I totally agree, and I get where like they're coming from, and people saying that. But on the surface, you just look at the Jeff Supon or the Matt Garza or some of those contracts that they doled out. You know, kind of like the late two thousands or early two thousand tens. What the hell is the front office thinking with those contracts? You know what I mean? Like that's just being dumb. Uh, Jeff Supon actually didn't look. He was. I mean, he was a World Series like winner. <laughs> he yeah, but he like was. He was like figure. old. He was already old, signing a long term deal for a lot of money. It's like what, what's, old, what's old though? I mean, look at uh, how old are you? You would be. I'm, I'm 37. Do you, is, that. In, in sports, in sports, Chad, you're uh, ancient. Justin Verlander, unless you're going to consider him the ageless one, like the, the your power pitchers that were pretty good, a lot of them were good into their 40s. Oh, oh, oh! You got to pull Every, everything. Road? Okay, did you just get pulled over? Uh, that sounds like an that's ambulance. The, uh, ambulance coming, coming for somebody. Oh, <laughs> but they're, they're coming for know, they're coming for Brewers fans. <laughs> they're having heart attacks. Listen to all this. Yeah. Yeah, that heart attack after. Just, <laughs> it, it, I mean, we're we're back into this whole like it's Groundhog Day again with the different owner. I, I feel just this thing that that's what we're having to live through again. Yeah, but Bill Murray eventually learns how to break the Groundhog's Day curse. Like we're, we've been living with this since. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's got bone Andy McDonald to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind of feel like I'm on the receiving end of that from the as a Brewers fan. Uh, more so. <laughs> well, but, it, yeah. but, I mean, really, what 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 do they do? Do they? I mean, you're not going to sign Adamas. Adamas is a decent shortstop by all things. 
Oh, 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 Chad. Hello? Hello? Chad, we lost you, buddy. That's... Uh, he did sign out. He did his sign out was what are you going to do? Sign Willie Adamas? He's a decent shortstop, and I think he said Brewers aren't going to do that. Here's uh the Brewers gave him over ten million dollars a year in two thousand and seven. <clears throat> over ten million dollars a year. We're talking about middling. Uh, you talking about Jeffrey mi- Supon? Middling starters these days that are signing for like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million. Uh, Anywhere between ten and fifteen million for like decent starters these days, man. Supon only played one more year I after he left the Brewers. I can't. Like, this just gives me the willies thinking about that. Supon. Like that was just the dumbest deal ever. Soup. Here, I, here I found the audio. I'll tell you who new poor. What? Ever since the recession hit, waves of new people are suddenly broke. These people have no idea how to live without money. They're what's called new poor. Uh-huh. We're old poor. Yeah. <laughs> We're old poor. <laughs> but it's like, if you're not going to commit to the Burns, Adamas, those type of players of the world, here. it's time to it's time to sell off then. Well, here. Well, this is how this, Dennis is going to talk. This is how we live, Rowdy. Poor. Yeah. They could stand to learn a lesson or two from us because we would never take our homelessness and shove it down everybody's face. Oh, have some class if you're going to be poor. All right. Let's get this guy out of here. <laughs> have some class if you're going to be poor. What we're going to do is we're going to go in the parking lot of American Family Field. We're going to show a little class. We're going to party, get a little buzz on, and make everything feel okay <laughs> because of the Miller Lite. Sure. That's how you do it. You have a little yeah. class. A little class. You know that you're not going to be good. You're going to be, yeah, you're going to be okay. You're going to keep stringing along, stringing along, stringing right. along. You might make the playoffs yeah. as a wild card, maybe. And you show a little class as the old poor, and you go get drunk in the parking lot, you grill some brats, and then you go bitch about it afterwards. Show a little class. Our guy, all the way from Florida, Mr. Dave Esler. Dave, good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, are you guys excited for that fish fry? Dave, <laughs> is this or is this not a Wisconsin show? Yes. It definitely is. It do definitely we or do is. we not have a pulse? You some, yes. You got some You got some things going on up there I don't quite understand. Do you? Uh, that, that, you that you get all excited for. Dave, it's nothing, uh, uh, an old-fashioned, which I prefer a brandy, Corbell brandy old-fashioned, with a Friday fish fry. It's, oh, it's, oof, it's, it's premier, dude. It's the best. I went to a fish fry once down here, and that was enough. <laughs> you got all kinds of fish down there in Florida, though. Yeah, it was kind of kind of crazy. One I thing mean, that's huge up here that I'm sure you've probably never done, because I don't think it's possible in Florida, ice fishing. Yeah. I actually have done ice boating, but ice. not ice fishing. What the hell did you when do I went ice boating? Ice, when I went ice boating, we had to dodge those ice shacks. That people yeah. fish from. Well, most people and are it was, drinking it. It was, it was it was midnight, and my BAC was probably point three. I'm that a baby? Where was our invite? Oh, I guess we didn't know each other then, did we? Ice boating. That sounds pretty we badass. Didn't. Well, Dave, uh, next time you get up to, uh, to this area, we'll take you ice fishing instead, and your BAC will be a lot more than point three. I'll tell you that one. It won't happen. <laughs> Hey, Dave, um, NBA is back, my friend. Uh, a little it more is. something to gamble on here. Um, how have you been uh, doing, like, laying in the weeds here in the All-Star break with the NBA back? You, you feeling yourself again? Yeah, I I, I had uh, Denver who beat Cleveland last night, and then I did a I made a catastrophic mistake and took Oklahoma City, and I didn't do it early enough. I, I took them plus one, and I could have had two, two and a half earlier, and they lost by one. 
So I didn't I didn't have to pay for it, but I should have been a little bit smarter there. You've been looking anything? Um, I mean, the Bucks come back tonight, and there's question marks about Giannis if he'll play, but it looks like he's been practicing, so I don't know you know, if they're going to hold him out the wrist injury. But Middleton's green-lighted. you got uh, Bobby Porter's green-lighted, and the season debut of Jay Crowder tonight against the Miami Heat. Do you have any inklings on the, this game coming up here? You've been, been keeping a little eye on it at all? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, everybody and their brother's going to take the Bucks just because they won what I think twelve straight. I got twelve winning streak. Yeah, um, I'm not. You know, Miami's got a little revenge going on. I think they lost in Milwaukee about a week and a half ago, so that's always a factor. And you know, I don't know if Giannis is going to play. He's listed as doubtful. Yeah. Um, you know, Connaughton's not going to play. Um, is Wesley Matthews going to play? And oftentimes, I. Uh, when they get people, teams get new players, I think that people tend to go, oh, yeah, they're going to be awesome. But, you know, it does mess with our rotation. Yeah. So I would be, I would be leery of that. So I, w- I would reluctantly take Miami. But, you know, Tyler Hero is he's going to play, but he's hurting the knee. And Lowry's out. So, you know, it's probably just going to be Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler. But it always is with Miami. But I would, I would have to take Miami. I mean, and the early money agrees with me. You know, 63% of the tickets overnight are on uh, Miami. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know That's if this is really going to affect the line, but I think I saw last night that they're expecting Wesley Matthews to be out. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. I, You know, if I had to bet that game, let's just make it official. I'll take the under. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I took a sip of water. The under for Dave. Anything else in the NBA that you're looking at, Dave, before we dive into some other sports. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple things going on. I just bet, as we were coming on the air, the uh, Houston Golden State under. Um, it's, a, well, it's a late game for me, so I won't see it, but you guys might, especially on a Friday. I mean, Golden State's going to win that game. It's 10 and a half, and, and you know, Houston has real issues scoring. I don't think the, the Warriors may not have stuff, but, you know, I don't think Golden State needs to make a statement and score 150 against Houston. Okay. So I bet. I bet Golden, Golden State and Houston under. Um, I kind of like, uh, I don't like road teams, but I do think the Knicks are probably going to beat Washington. Now, Dave, um, I'm on pregame.com, the site that you're, you know, just dominate. I'm looking here, uh, NBA uh, three side winners, you're 36 and 16, you're shooting 71%. My, yeah, something like that. My God. But, Dave. you know, there's always the other ones. You know, I have a tendency to still have that little degenerate in the left side of my brain. So <laughs> I'll, I'll make the bigger bets and generally do well, well, 71%. But I tend to um, look throughout the day, well, that's what I do, and I'll find two or three more that, yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, that's probably good. And, you know, I just get a little sloppy, and sometimes I won't do well with those. Well, if, you know, if I should, I should, oftentimes I should just leave well enough alone. If you're getting sloppy but still hitting seventy-one percent, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to ride with you, Dave. You're my ride or die. All right, and I'm riding with you, my brother. Seventy-one percent, my God. Uh, college basketball wise, let's say in the hardwood. Anything you're uh, looking into for college basketball? Um, yeah, tonight I like the uh, Seton Hall and Xavier under. Oh, um, there's a you know, I mean Seton Hall can't score. I mean, let's face it, their their offense is like. I don't know, 275 out of 300 in terms of uh, efficiency, and they turn it all over more than anybody in the Big East, and they can't shoot free throws. Other than that, they're okay. Uh, but their defense <laughs> is actually second in the Big East, and you know, I know Xavier likes to run, and, and uh, they do 
uh, run and shoot, take a lot of threes. But uh, on the road, I think Seton Hall will slow them down. And I looked at Xavier's road games, and even at Marquette, 137, Butler, 136. And this one should be 146, 147. I don't think it gets there. Now, speaking of Seton Hall, does Dave know about this, Rowdy? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I ended up taking Seton Hall at plus two. Does Dave Esser give his good graces to that or no? Um, yes, I, <laughs> I will not. I will not. I mean, if I had to, I like the I like the under. <laughs> but one of the one of the situations, and you can use this for the next week and a half. Um, lots of times, I don't know that it's Seton Hall's last home game, but I. I believe it's pretty close, yeah. and I don't normally bet against teams playing in their last home game. You know, it's senior night, yada yada yada. Sure, and uh, I don't, I don't. Uh, I mean, some strange things happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Xavier wants to win, um, but Xavier doesn't need to win. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I can't bet uh, against the home team getting points late in the year. Now, Dave. Um... Thanks for a little, little tidbit of information there. Now, Dave, with um, baseball, Brewers have their first Cactus League game tomorrow, actually. But with baseball getting underway, we had a story earlier this week, uh, and I wanted to get your take as the uh, the brilliant better that you are. Uh, it was from, uh, I saw it in the New York Post, published it on, on the, my timeline, and it was that the Brewers, for an underdog pick to win the World Series, were a chic pick. What what does Dave Esther think about people suggesting the Brewers would be good for uh, a long shot winner of the World Series? I'm not that cheek. <laughs> right when he started reading off the article, because we talked about it yesterday, I just started shaking my head. Don't do it. That's donating money. Is that 1-800-ALL-BETS-ARE-OFF for that one right there? <laughs> Are you diving into yeah, Major League Baseball I mean, stuff, Dave? What's that? Are you diving into Major League Baseball stuff yet? Um, a little bit. I mean, you got to pay attention. I mean, spring training actually uh, betting if you should so desire, starts today. Um, they, you know, they have a lot of lines out for preseason games, and sometimes you can do pretty well if, you, if you're paying attention. Okay. Do you dabble? Um, do you dabble in it? I, I do, um, but I have some caveats. I mean, I don't handicap it like the regular season because, like, for instance, today, I don't know who's starting, but, you know, starters aren't going to go more than two or three innings. So they do offer you first five inning bets in baseball in the preseason. And, and, you know, I would, I would take first five bets and I will, I would take a lot of in-game overs. Like, you know, you'll get the starters um, going two, three innings and, and they'll go, you know, one, nothing, whatever for three innings. And, and uh, the in-game total will be like nine and the game will end up with 15 runs because in the last three or four innings, these guys throw out, especially early in the, in the preseason, you know, they let these guys that aren't even going to be playing triple A come out and throw two innings, and they don't pick them out when they're getting hammered. So, yeah. you know, you see six and seven run innings quite a bit in the in the late stages of exhibition games. So I'm definitely that guy that watches <laughs> a lot of the spring training games, especially for the Brewers, and also might once in a while be that guy, knowing that I'm going to watch it, might make a wager on it. Might. Might. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the degenerate that's in you. <laughs> Everyone's got a little bit of them in it, right, Dave? I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are the Brewers to win the World Series? They're like 40 to 1, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's Except a, for as a, as a Brewer fan, 
if they won the World Series this year, to quote one of our listeners, I'd eat my hat. <laughs> Which well, the, yeah, Bra- the Braves hat that you I, got, or the Brewers hat? All of them. All of them. Yeah, Dave. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'd... I mean, it's kind of, you know, you got to think about this for a second. Well, it's fun to you let a man dream me- too. You can't make knee-jerk reactions to these things. I mean, right, right now, I mean, the 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 top four World Series favorites are all National League teams. So that does not bode well for your Brewers to win the National League. But, you know, who's who's the American League favorites? You know, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the White Sox, and Cleveland. So, you know, what's the, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you're a Red Sox fan, right? Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. All right, so Dave Essler joining us right now. Check him out, Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R, on Twitter, pregame.com as well. And then, Dave, uh, something that uh, Rowdy's been dabbling a lot in lately is golf. How's the golf scene going for you, uh, betting-wise? Um, it's good. I think I've made money three out of the four weeks we started it this year. So I heard you got I screwed. I heard you got screwed. Was it last weekend, Rowdy, that Dave got screwed? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Is it? I heard you got screwed on. What was the uh, first round leader? First round leader. What happened there, Dave? Oh, I didn't win. Yeah, I heard you got. Uh, I heard you got screwed though. Yeah, um, I had. I forget who I had. Um, Adam had win. Yeah, and he was the first round leader for like seventy one and a half holes until like you know almost darkness. Somebody that played in the second round. I think he went birdie birdie to finish one stroke better. Oh. And it was like, you know, you play the waiting game a lot because first round leaders tend to come out of the morning guys yeah. when the weather's down a little bit, picks up in the afternoon, and that was the case yesterday as well, but you uh you know, you oftentimes get that 7 hour watch and wait thing when your your guy does really well early and then you got 72 golfers in the afternoon and you know, for the most part they don't do as well, but there's always those one or two guys that just, you know, do ridiculous things, and and that's that's the worst feeling. I mean, it's almost like having the underdog in overtime in a basketball game. You know, you would have won had they not gone into overtime, and and now you got two or three points, and you're in overtime, and you're on the road. So I heard you. Yeah. And if memory, yeah, if memory serves me right, Dave, that was also one where Hadwin finished because he he teed off early in the morning. Jason Day teed off late. That was also a day they had to delay the start because of frost. Ah, and then the yeah, conditions were yeah. perfect for Day the last five holes. And he goes like four under in the last five holes, finishes six under. When had he had to complete that the, the day of, he's not going to be your first round leader. Yeah. Why Why are you bringing up that? Well, okay, how about uh, Misery Loves Company? Rowdy got screwed too. He had Max Homo to win last tournament, and Rambo, John Rahm, he hit it off the grandstand and went right on the green. That, that, Rowdy I'm got more upset there. with his provisional. <laughs> so. Yeah, but, I'm, I, but I wouldn't throw that up at him. You know, that's just not how we roll. <laughs> you know? Hey, Dave. Well, oh, yeah? Sorry. Dave? Well, I, I, you know, I might do that off air, but you know, not on air, I'm going to be respectful. Well, we appreciate that. We, we we like that. Yeah, that's on Ebo. Yeah, that's I'll 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 bear that cross for you guys. Okay, that's on me. That's my bad. Fair, fair hey, enough. Dave, before I let you go, my man, anything uh, going on this weekend? What you got? What you got cooking? Anything crazy? Anything fun? Um, 
Well, your definition of fun and fish fries and mine are very different. So I'm also going to a concert Saturday night, so that's also some fun I'm having. Well, who, who's who's this concert? I don't think you'll like them. They're a they're a harder rock band called Highly Suspect. I don't think I don't think you'd get down with them. Well, I, I do like Cheryl Crow. I mean, <laughs> <that was> a... <laughs> little different, little different uh, genre. Cheryl Crow to Highly Suspect is FYI. But how about yeah, this? But I heard. You... I heard you talking about soaking up the sun there at the last break, so oh, I, got well. that, I got I got I got that in my mind. We got I, a, I, I thought of you though, soaking up the sun. I thought that was your thing. It, it is, but it, it, yeah, it's yeah. been sleeting and snowing, and it's like negative fourteen today at the wind chill. I'm not I'm not going to risk my uh, my boys to get frostbite. You know what I'm saying? But come on, you you live up there. They don't postpone football games. Get out, get out and play. <laughs> Speaking of football games, real quick, Dave, have you made a wager on the XFL? Oh. Um, I have to say I have. <laughs> you, de- you are a degenerate, aren't you? No, I do the work, man. I mean, the, the, the Sea Dragons, buddy. The Sea Dragons? Yeah, just keep betting on the Sea Dragons. Because there's Dragon D's nuts, Dave. Hell yeah. All right, Dave. Well, happy second week of the XFL. And good vibrations your way in Florida for all the betting, my man. We love you, you Dave. You got it, buddy. Hey, enjoy. <laughs> I'll have an extra old-fashioned night for you, okay? do that. I will. I need to do some more perch. Dave, we love you. Have a good weekend. Well, Rowdy, with Rogers out, there's another twist to the story. Uh, I love this. Uh, I saw our guy Reese Draft tweet this out. Aaron Rodgers has Adam Schefter tweeting about what amenities that he had during his darkness retreat, and you think Rodgers is the weirdo. When Schefter is tweeting about the 300-foot, the square-foot room that he's in, Rodgers is the weirdo, right? Well, here's the other uh, twist to it all. Now this uh, story, which came out, it first made it rounds a couple months ago. Now it's making it rounds again. As insiders believe that Jordan Love will demand a trade if Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, this is the biggest head-scratcher of all, right? Brian Gutekunst obviously... Traded up in the draft, went and got a quarterback, which shocked everyone, except for one, Rob Reichel. Didn't he predict the Packers to draft Jordan Love? Not trading up to get him, but... Yeah, that Thursday morning, because Rob always joins us every Thursday morning at 8.20. Yeah. The draft was later that day. He goes, yeah, but boys, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade up and take Jordan Love. They really like him. Yeah. And then sure as hell, they did. And everyone was... Jaw hit the floor and said, oh, my God, are we moving on from Rodgers? Well, in that time frame, what happened? You won two MVPs. Packers been to a couple of NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl, obviously. And then Rodgers has now become the villain for some reason, especially after this last year and change. Uh, Rodgers did acknowledge, though, that the decision of where he plays next season or this season is entirely up to him. But now it's out there uh, that the Packers... You know, they want to hear from Rodgers. It's up to Rodgers what happens. But what happens with the one and only Jordan Love, which we've seen in a handful of games? His best, what, a a couple of throws against the Philadelphia Eagles this season? Well, in fairness to Jordan Love, who has sat behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, he might have got a little bit of a slow start due to 2020 draft, you know, not having the OTAs minicamp, the preseason like you normally would have put him maybe a little bit behind the eight ball, but now we're three years in. He sat behind him. He's played in the preseason. He's looked decent 
He looked all right in year two of preseason, looked pretty decent in year three. You're starting to get older. Like you're, you're getting to the end of your uh, rookie deal. And I bet Jordan love is looking around, looking at some of those teams that don't have quarterbacks. And he goes, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than this team starter. And and I bet you could easily find at least five to eight teams where we, we know that Jordan love is really a question mark. Cause he hasn't done it yeah. a ton. And we did this exercise before. You know? Yeah. Where we came up with at least five to eight teams where I would take the question mark of Jordan love over who they had as a starter. Yeah. So he's looking around the league saying, dude, I put in my time. I sat for three years. You know, I've gotten better. I've improved. I'm better than five to eight of these guys easily. I, if I was love, I would probably be looking for a trade as well. Like why, why wouldn't you, you yeah. want to play to sit, sit and sit yeah. and sit some more. It, you want to play. You know that you're better than at least a handful of NFL quarterbacks where you should be a starter. Yeah. And he's going to, he's due to make 3.9 million this year. And then it's the option. If they pick up the fifth year option, it's anywhere from 20 to 25 million. So that's a nice increase in pay, but still you're looking to get paid. Like, yeah, this is a, a, a this like, is a career you want to play where you have a finite amount of time to make your money into play. And Jordan Love now, granted, Jordan Love was young for his age. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's older than he is. Jordan Love isn't old by any means, but you want to get out there and start playing. You don't want to sit yeah. your entire career when and never have a chance. The guys at this level, especially when you're drafted that high, like a Jordan Love, you don't. Do you want to sit your whole career and be a backup quarterback? So no, you want to start and play. If the Packers do decide to hold on to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to play and he wants to be in Green Bay, yeah, if I'm Jordan Love, I'd want out because I'd be like, I did my time. I'm I'm ready to play. If you're not ready to have me be the starter, I'd like to go somewhere else. And at this point, if you are the Packers and you plan on Rodgers coming back this year and finishing out the contract he signed, it's probably time to trade him yeah. because at this point, looking around the league, you can probably get at least a second round pick, a higher second round pick, which you might've lost a little bit of value. But at the time you drafted that quarterback, liking him, thinking he could be the next guy, but Aaron Rodgers just outlived Jordan loves contract with the Packers. And he's still, you know, a top quarterback when healthy, the Packers covered their ass in case Rodgers fell off the cliff, which it looked like at the time of the drafting he might it be doing. Have, and then he went to MVPs. And that's which hats with Brian that's, Yeah, that's hats off to Aaron Rodgers for coming back playing the way he did. Hats off for Jordan Love for sitting for three years. Now but, you just ha- you got to come up with a new plan. Now it's time to crap or get off the pot if you're you know. It, 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 yeah, if you go with because remember what I said, man. This was months and months and months ago. That looking at this, that if Jordan Love wasn't the starter next year, he'd never be the Packers guy. Yeah, I still hold on to that. Sure. And I'm at I'm at fifty fifty. I honestly have no idea how this plays out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, only Rodgers does. I think. I mean, logically, I don't think he knows. Financially, it makes sense if you wanted to get rid of Rodgers to do it now. But if he's clearly the best guy and you don't believe in Love, it's in your best interest to keep him. Love should want to be traded and go play regardless because it's, it's time. Yeah. You're just going to lose a little your draft capital if you do go with Rodgers. And, and it'll be love. something that Packer fans always talk about. Can you can, can you, you believe imagine? that in 2020 when we when Rodgers started to come back in 2019, they drafted a quarterback and they didn't get him a weapon like that's going to be till the end of time if Jordan Love doesn't play for the Packers. But I'll still stand on 
Jordan Love will never be the guy in Green Bay if he doesn't start this year. Yeah. Think of Think of this timeline. January 13th, Brian Gutekunst says the Packers, quote, made a really big commitment to Rodgers. Uh, certainly wasn't just for a one year when he signed a three-year, $150 million extension. And then a little later, the Bob McGinn article comes out that Brian Gutekunst and company are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. And then a couple, like a week, not even a week later, another report comes out from Bob, it's not Bob McGinn who says, my in- trust me, bro, my instincts say they're disgusted. And now another report comes out that the Packers are waiting on Aaron Rodgers. They're committed to Rodgers. They just want him to commit back to them. So now we're in this dance of what's Rodgers going to do now he's out of the well, darkness. And the reason why, I know we disagreed a little bit a couple days ago when I said I think this actually hinges a lot on how good they actually think Jordan Love is. It's because when you look at Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, I think that clearly hinged on the fact that they thought Aaron Rodgers was that good yeah. because they never move on from Brett Favre and the way he was playing, especially in 2007. If they don't think Aaron Rodgers can be damn good too, Correct. because it, Brett Favre had statistically one of his best years as a Packer outside of his MVP years in 2007 as, as an older aging quarterback. And then we all know he played pretty well as a jet on a team that wasn't great. Yeah. And then when he got to Minnesota, when he was healthy, Bald. they were good. Yeah. He was really He's good. Really, I mean, he had arguably some of his best years actually as a Viking. He's so good. They put him on a hit list. Go look Saints. at, go look at uh, his one really good year with Minnesota. He's you crushed. can put them right up there next to his MVP years and say he was about as good as he was. Yeah. He was pretty good for the Jets, too, but he got injured. At Ten the years the earlier when he was in his p- yeah. clear prime. So right before Rodgers went into the darkness, he did say on the Pat McAfee show, if the team, the Packers, if they feel like it was in their best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. That wouldn't offend me, and it wouldn't make me feel like a victim. I wouldn't have any animosity towards the team. I love the organization. So Rodgers did say before the darkness retreat, if they feel like it was in their best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. So there's got to be conversations happening, obviously, behind closed doors. Hell, I know there's talk of Rodgers, like, you know, having four-hour-long meetings before well, his Well, I definitely retreat. think that Aaron Rodgers, in the back of his mind, we know and we've heard this for much of his career, he's a stats guy. He's about the accolades, right? Now, he wants the championship. He wants that Super Bowl. He wants to get into that exclusive club of having two Super Bowl rings. Yep. He's probably starting to look around and say, you know what? Me and the the Packers, we had this kind of, you know, backdoor deal where we're like, hey, we're going to go all in towards the end of your career. We're going to try and get that ring and we're going to ride this thing until it dies. Right. We're going to we're going to roll until the wheels fall off. Well, we're finally starting to see contractually and financially the wheels are starting to come off from for what they can do. Yeah. Like. This year should be the one last year. And I know we talked about this where you can go and do all of this without having to really cut any good players that are going to affect your roster. But next year, that's really not the case unless some crazy things happen. Yep. Maybe he's seeing in the back of his mind. Well, we only got this one year and, you know, San Francisco's ahead of us. Philly's ahead of us. Cincy, Buffalo, Kansas City, you could argue Dallas. You could go right on down the line. There's probably a solid six to eight teams right now. Roster-wise and and team-wise, they're better than us, so we'd have to... Not saying that they couldn't win it, but the odds are saying, you know, we're not a top-four team anymore. Maybe if I did somehow get to the Jets, who are an upcoming team with a lot of talent and they're young with draft capital, maybe we could actually do better than Green Bay. And he's thinking about the legacy and thinking about the Super Bowls. 
So, yeah, maybe in the back of his mind, he's thinking maybe Green Bay right now isn't necessarily the best spot. Now, I don't know that for a fact. That's no, just but it's, that's just it's something that could be happening. It's in the air for sure. So what does Rodgers do? Does he come back? Does he stay? Does he retire? Does he go somewhere else? Does Jordan Love request a trade? Now, like, all those does teams. Does he be the starters for the Packers? Every single one of the teams he's been linked to, I think the only team that he could. I heard the, the Raiders said they're out. And regardless, even keep the Raiders in all the teams that he was linked to this this uh, off season so far. Yeah, the only team that I think would be close enough to the Packers in contending for a real Super Bowl for where he could legitly be traded to is probably New York. But when you think about New York and the AFC, they play in the East. You still have to play against Buffalo. Yeah. Still have to go up against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Still. Have you still have to go up against Joe Burrow. That's three really good teams in the AFC. That's just to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you're looking at it from a league standpoint, the NFC might be worse than the AFC teams-wise, making it easier sure, to sure. get to the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, that's just all things that could be going through his mind. Who knows what's actually going yeah, through knows? his mind? I see the phone line's blowing up one second. I did see yesterday. Here it is. The Raiders are not expected to pursue Aaron Rodgers, allegedly. So take that with what it is. Hey, this is Todd from Mount Horeb. Hey, what's up, Todd? How we living, man? What's good? Everything's good. Everything's good. I think the best thing for the Packers, keep keep uh, Rodgers. If, if Jordan Love wants to go, let him go. Trade him. Draft a quarterback this year to take over for Rodgers. Yeah. That'd be the best situation. Now, Todd, you're, you're, you're a Rodgers guy, if I remember correctly, right? I am a Rodgers guy, and no matter what happens, I'm a Packer fan first. So I'll yeah, I feel for you. whatever happens. But here we go. The media is – listen, I mean, everybody says Rodgers is causing all the, uh, you know, his drama. I don't see any drama from Rodgers right now. I, I'm right the there with you, Todd. Going, blowing up nuts. I'm right. I'm right there with you, dude. The, the media is the one losing their minds over everything. Rogers, it's the off season, and he wants to focus on mental health and unplugging. And people want to vilify him for trying to get his mind right. It's it's absolutely absurd. It is absurd, but hopefully, I'm hoping like uh, one of your other shows. I think Bill Michaels thinks it's going to be next week, Tuesday or 28th. I hope. I hope he doesn't drag it on past that. Then I'll start going. Come on, dude, you gotta. <laughs> You got to make a decision here, and I think he will probably do it Monday, and then he'll be able to talk about it on and McAfee Maggie or something. Show. Yeah, and the, I yeah. saw. I, I, yeah, sorry. Continue. No, I was just gonna say I just don't. Jordan Love, uh, his career might be extended by backing up for Rodgers because we don't know he he could be out of league in two years. We don't know that. Yeah, and you know when on the Rodgers side of things, man, it's. Um, Speaking of other shows, I don't know. I'm sure you've listened a little bit, but how they vilify a guy who literally is just ask, answering questions about what he's doing in the off season. It's just, it's kind of sickening. It's, it's, it is. It's, I get he brings, he brings a little bit on himself, but not to the degree that they try to make it. Yeah. It's, you know. it's, a, it's, it's so dumb. They're like, we're, yeah. we're, we're Rogers guys. We got to stick together. We're few and far between right. now. We're, we're right. a dwindle. We're, a, we're almost the way of the dodo bird. We're almost going extinct here. We got to stick together. All right. <laughs> Right, right. Damn straight. <laughs> You're the man, Todd. Good stuff, brother. All right, thanks. See you, buddy. Yeah, if if the Packers do decide to move on from Jordan Love, you probably have to go draft the quarterback because you'd be sitting there with your backup now gone. You don't really have the money that you are going to spend on a you know a solid veteran backup. We're going to have to pay a little extra, especially when they're you know tightly uh, monitoring their their salary cap. Yeah. You know who I think that uh, 
I would take a chance on late in the draft. Whomst. I'm going to go with Jake Hayner from Fresno State. Hayner. Uh, this is a kid that was pretty darn good in the Mountain West. And he also comes from Fresno State, Jeff Tedford. And if you know who Jeff Tedford is, he was the head coach at Cal and then, you know, the OC quarterback coach that actually brought up Aaron Rodgers. Really? Jake Hayner currently right now is projected a fourth or fifth round pick coming out of Fresno. I don't know. I'm not in love with this quarterback class. I would say I think the best quarterback in the draft is CJ Stroud. Outside of that, I think it's a real crapshoot. Yeah. You got Bryce Young, who, what, he was measured at like 5'8". That's crazy. 5'8 yeah. to 5'10", 185 pounds. Like, there's only been like one comparable quarterback that size. His name is Doug Flutie. <laughs> it's been years ago. It's been a long time. I really don't like Will Levis. I really don't like Anthony Richardson. You look at some of the other quarterbacks in this draft. You have Hayden Hooker yeah. out of Tennessee, who phenomenal year last year. But also, when you talk about Jordan Love being like 24, Hayden Hooker's 24. He played six years in college. Damn. Uh, you look at Aiden O'Connell, AOC out of Purdue. Yeah. Another one that was a pretty solid Big Ten quarterback. Does it really translate to the NFL? I don't know. But guess what? He was also a six-year quarterback. He's 24. Yeah. Like, they're old quarterbacks because they've been around because of all the COVID stuff. And then you can get down to, like, the ninth best quarterback, according to draft boards, Stetson Bennett. He's another 60-year guy. He's 24. Yeah. Like, they're older quarterbacks that have been around that are just as old as, as Jordan Love, and Jordan Love's been in the league for three years. So that's about 25. Yeah, he's Stetson old. Bennett. Like, they're old. And he They've got, been around. A couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month or so ago, he got in a little trouble with Johnny Law. Trying to run, run from him. Did you see that video of him getting tackled? I him? heard about it. I but saw the video. He got just <laughs> spear tackled by, by Johnny Law. See, that's why looking at all these quarterbacks, clearly I don't think the Packers are in the market for a top four, like a young Levis, Stroud, Richardson. All those guys are going to be first-round picks. Yeah, four, four weeks ago, they are arrested on a public intox charge. He tried to run from the popo. And then after that, you have Tanner McKee, Hendon Hooker, Aiden O'Connell, Stetson Ben, all of those guys are old. Like they've they've they were in college for five to six, seven years. They're old. Hey, before, and then you have the Jake Hayners of the world who's yeah. twenty three. Yeah, he was a fifth year senior, but he's younger than a lot of them. Clayton Toon, but I'm not huge in him. I think the only guy I would take it would be Jake Hayner. Hayner. If if they decide to move on from love, that would be my sure. guy that I target. Now, also saying that, I don't necessarily have the best track record when it comes to the draft. And high quarterbacks. Hey, you got, hey, hey, <laughs> Rowdy, you got Bailey Zappi on the radar last year. But that's where I was going to go. Yeah. I have been really good the last three years of pegging these lower level quarterbacks where you can, you know, waste a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick and them actually being all right. And if you're looking for a backup that maybe you can groom for three years, having a guy taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth round that can actually be a serviceable starter when thrusted in there. That's what you'll take because right now, Rodgers, if you really think he's your guy, you probably also think that he plays out his career. That's two, maybe three more years at a high level. Whoever you draft in the late rounds, maybe they're ready. Maybe you even have to take another quarterback after that. Oh, I just, man, the research department, our guy Shane Rock says the video that I saw of Stenson Bennett getting tackled for, he, he did get charged with uh, public intoxication, but it was not him getting tackled by the police. It was an old video of Baker Mayfield. Oh. oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield got rocked. Yeah, that. 
Okay, so I saw that video and it was passed off as a stencil. I've, I've seen the Baker. Ma- is that where he's by like a rock wall? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's Baker Mayfield. Thank, thank you, Shane. But yeah, Stetson you, Shane Bennett Rock. did get. Uh, but he did get popped with the public, public intoxication th- after not too long after I hope the he tried title. The, I hope he tried the "Do you know who I am?" approach, because a lot of people frown upon the "Don't you know who I am?" approach. If I was of that stature, I would. Let's be honest with ourselves. Anyone would try that. I hope he tried it at least. Say, hey, I'm Stenson Bennett. What do you mean? Like you come off as a complete douche if you do that. Like, do you know who I am? But also, if, if, it's you're in your in pocket. That, if you're in that situation, that's your last card you have to play. Yeah. So it's and you're gonna play it. <laughs> you have to play it. You gotta play that card. If uh, you have the ability to play that card and you're in that situation, play the card. You gotta play it. And if you don't, I question because there's probably a small percentage that that cop was like a big Georgia Bulldog fan. He's like, yeah, you know what? He's like, yeah, okay, you can go. Yeah, here's a warning. Small percentage, but yeah, gotta you, you play gotta it. play the card. Again, Milwaukee Bucks off of the All-Star break, carrying a 12-game winning streak. They take on the Heat tonight at the Pfizer Forum. Giannis Adendokounmpo is listed as doubtful. He has been back at practice the last two days, and he's got tape on his right wrist. It's light tape. It's not, it's not taped up big time. And he's been practicing, uh, practicing, shooting free throws, doing all kinds of stuff. I don't think he's going to be playing tonight, but coming back into the lineup, Bobby Portis, who was injured for a while, to get... Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Chris Middleton back. And then I think we're going to get the season debut of one Jay Crowder. I don't know. Hey, I've been kind of missing the Bucks over this break here. And they'll put that 12-game win streak uh, to the test tonight. Our guy Dave Essler, though, was kind of leaning. And he's just doing it through the, uh, the eyes of making money. He was leaning with the Miami Heat. Also wanted to take the under, saying that they got a little revenge on their brain. And it's going to be a lot of Jimmy Buckets, as it usually is with the Heat. I don't think uh, Tyler Hero is a little banged up for the Heat. Don't get me started on him. And the, his time is taking pictures as a Wisconsin Badgers before he dipped for Kentucky. Uh, good on him for getting his money. Uh, but Rowdy, Bucks back. No Giannis. How big of a blow? I mean, obviously it's a big blow, but, well, he's doubtful. I don't, I don't think he's going to be playing. What do you think of the Bucks and, uh, what, a half game behind the Celtics for first place of the East? Is first place really that big of a thing? I think it. It is, but it isn't. And why I say it is, is because last year we saw the Bucks and the Celtics were arguably two of the most talented teams in the East. They met in the conference semifinals and Boston won. It went seven games. Final game was in Boston. That seventh game would have been nicer if it would have been in Milwaukee. Now I know the Bucks were missing Middleton and they had a huge hit without having Chris Middleton yeah. being the guy that's supposed to be your number two. So on the surface, I really don't think it means a ton because if the Bucks are 100% healthy, it's one of the best teams in the NBA. Definitely. But if anything comes up in the next two months, it would be nice to have that game at home if you did have to have a game seven True. against a Celtics team. Because I really do think, and again, I'm a casual NBA fan. I feel like the East is two teams. It's the Bucks. it's the Celtics. Yeah. And... If it did go down to a seventh game, you would want it in Milwaukee over Boston Cor- again. No uh, other, that's that's the only team that I would fear a game seven if you had to go on the road. Yeah. I, get, I don't fear any other team in the East if I'm the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks are one game back now. So you have the 76ers at third. Uh, they won last night. They came from behind and beat the Grizz. John Morant, uh, Joel Embiid had a huge block. It was pretty electric. You have the Cavaliers sitting at fourth. 
Uh, they just bought out Kevin Love. Love went to the Heat, right? Did the Heat sign Love? Yep. Yeah, Kevin yep. Love's now on the Heat. You have the Nets, who, I mean, that's experiment has failed. Uh, I mean, it's all disbanded now. What is Ben Simmons left in, in Brooklyn? Good luck. Then there's the Knicks at six. What the Heat are seventh. The Hawks are eighth. The Raptors are ninth. They have the Wizards at tenth. And then outside of that, it's Bulls, Pacers, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. Who cares? So I mean, yeah, you have the Celtics and the Bucks. The Seventy Sixers do pose some. I would give them somewhat of a threat. But what do we know about the Seventy Sixers? That the trust the process thing is throw that out in the, like yesterday's newspaper. I mean, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid, yeah. Now, James Harden is Mr. Flop. He is he can score, obviously. That's 76ers team, we'll see. Uh, out in the West, though, I mean, you look at the Suns. They just got Kevin Durant. Uh, they're sitting fifth. You got the Nuggets, though, first. Grizz, second. Kings, third. Clippers, fourth. And Clippers just got Russell Westbrook. That's <laughs> good luck. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the East. Okay, but, or the West, excuse me. Okay, but we're more focused on the East. It is, the, it is Rowdy, like you said, the Celtics and the Bucks. And how can uh, they navigate the rest of the season, especially with an injured Giannis? I was looking at Bleacher Report. They say one, it was uh, every NBA's biggest, every NBA's team's biggest question down the stretch. And the one that they get for the Bucks is Chris Middleton himself again. The Bucks steamrolled into the break with 12 consecutive victories. Giannis got the wrist injury. Uh, assuming that the ailment is not to worry about, you know, Milwaukee has no major concerns, but is Chris Middleton, will he be able to be the Chris Middleton of years? I don't past? know. Again, being a casual NBA fan, I, I said, when you look at the East, I feel like it's a two team race in Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah. The 76ers are only a few games behind, but what do we know about the 76ers? They find a way to fail. Yes. Also Joel Embiid for how great of a player he is when him and Giannis or him and Brooke Lopez play, he's always complaining because he's having a tough time. It's not the best matchup for him. Mm. You look at the West. He's a whiner. Are there really any great teams? I know you have the Nuggets where you have the Joker who's might win his third MVP in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have what? The Suns just acquired KD. You think that that would Be probably a more dangerous. elevate them? But is there really that many teams that scares you in the West either? I don't really think there's that many great teams in the West either. I mean, the Nugs are 42 and 18, then it drops off to the Grizz at 35 and 23. I mean, that's a six game difference and, in first place. And I know there's been a lot of, you know, back and forth between Shannon Sharp and Ja Morant and how good really is the Grizzlies and Ja Morant when it comes to playoff time. Don't like, there's ja a lot of dad. And also the Sacramento Kings. When's the last time the Sacramento Kings, because there's been times Vladdy Divac, the, yeah, exactly. Mike Bibby, the early two thousands when they had that great team, Chris Webber, <laughs> Peja Stoyakovich. I mean, we're talking about guys long time ago. That's when they were competing with Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. Vladdy Divac smoking cigarettes during timeouts and going out there and, you know, getting some boards. Like, are they really for real? The Clippers have Kawhi Leonard. The guy has hardly played since he hoisted the championship for yeah. Toronto. Hey, you like, got Luka Doncic now teamed up with Kyrie Irving in can Dallas. Can they coexist? I, I just feel like there's, you know who actually might be more scary and they're way out of it right now, they're in 10th place, would be like Golden State because yeah, they have they have the pedigree, they have the shooters, they have some of the players, they have, they have some pieces. Their time has passed. But they have a lot of injuries. They're yeah. 500. I just don't think there's a ton of really good teams out there this year in the NBA. And if you're talking about the Bucks, you're talking about one of the top probably three teams yeah, in the NBA. No just get healthy, take care of your business, beat the Celtics. You're playing for an NBA Finals. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Line four, good morning. 
Hey. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. What's up, my brother? All right. Uh, I heard you say what the <clears throat> sorry what the biggest question mark is for each NBA team, and they said that is Chris Middleton the guy? It, it, will he be like he was in the past? Yeah. So that tells me that they haven't been watching the last 12 games then, right? Middleton, uh, I mean, what, he's averaging last 17 games, 21.4 minutes, been looking pretty good, too. Well, and if he gets more minutes, like, which he will, yep. because they're working him back, because that's what you do when you're rehabbing an injury, then you'd think that those, you know, per-game stats are going to go up uh, to what, probably above where he was, maybe at the end of last year, yeah. where he was an all-star. I don't know. Um, but here's here's the deal, though, with the with the Bucks, They're sitting a game out of first place with a very, very, very healthy and deep Boston Celtics team one game ahead of them, and they play their heart out in every single game, right? <laughs> yeah. they, are, they go hard all game, every game, whereas the Bucks kind of just are like, Ah oh, shoot! We have a thirty-point lead. Let's throw in the subs, and then they win by six. Yeah. You know, um, they they know how to play the long game. And Boston, I think, is still trying to figure that out. They're kind of like where the Bucks were maybe three, four years ago. Totally. Like, like Jason Kidd. Yeah. yeah. Like where, where they were, they were ball to the wall every single game. Yeah. And the Bucks, we still haven't seen the full like the full complement of their team yet. No. We haven't seen a fully playoff-ready Bucks yet. And now we got and Jay Crowder, too, who brings a little tenacious D. Well, exactly. And, you know, I, I I hope that he has kind of that same, like, P.J. Tucker vibe and fit with the team because that I, – I think without P.J. Tucker, they don't win the finals that yeah. year. You got that uh, dog in them. But uh, they're definitely, like – they, do they have questions? Yes, every NBA team has questions. But I think if, as far as questions go, they probably have the least. Yeah, because, and you feel like they can answer those questions too, the Bucks. Because those questions are getting answered as we speak. Yeah. Like they're they're in the process of getting healthy now. This this Giannis wrist thing, uh, it's not even that bad. You know? Like he's at practice, he's doing stuff. It's lightly taped. You know, if he uh, sits I, out two weeks, that's like ideal for the Bucks. The only thing that worries me about his wrist is that it's a shooting wrist and he's already had issues with his shooting Yeah, um, where maybe that sets him back a little bit, especially with like the three point uh, shot where he's got to kind of get that feel back that I think he was kind of getting um, <laughs> in February sure. and maybe he's got to get that back. But other than that, I mean, he's got, he's got a, a month and a half to figure that out. Yeah. I'd even yeah. argue if, if there was going to be a superstar that was going to have a, a wrist injury on a shooting wrist, Giannis is probably the best superstar <laughs> to deal with that because he's not a Steph Curry or a guy that's taking a lot of threes. At least you don't want him to. A lot of his points are in the paint, dunking, layups. Where exactly. it's he's not like, as oh, much well, as I, guess, a, I guess I just have to shoot a left-handed layup now. Yeah, right? I'll have to go dunk <laughs> with my left hand. Oh. God forbid. It must, be, it must be nice to just be in the NBA and be tall and be able to dunk and not have any skill. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got the Euro step down. You just blow past guys. No skill involved. None at all, right? Daniel, we love yeah. you, brother. Good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah just ask James Harden. <laughs> I should have won the MVP. Yeah, Jay Crowder brings that tenacious D. I don't like th- B.J. Tucker. Play devil's advocate. I do think James Harden has a little bit to stand on there. Well, I mean, yeah, he's really good. No, no, no. Not that he should have won MVP, that when you're that big and physical 
and athletic. You just bull your way into it? Yeah, it is a lot easier. You don't have to make shots from the outside. But well, he's just jealous because Giannis doesn't have to flop. Not many guys are Giannis' size and can do what he does. That's why he's the superstar. Yeah. And he doesn't flop like James Harden. But I digress. Like, yeah, it's, you know, Jose Altuve is not that great, even though he's five foot four, 165, <laughs> and he, he can hit it 450 feet. The thing is, guys that size don't hit it that far. He just got, he's got that it factor out here. <laughs>